the more I stare at the Baylor football roster, the more I think, hmm, can this team win a national championship perchance? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That's Cameron Stewart from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. I've been taking these vitamin D pills and magnesium here lately. So really? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I've been taking some SNRIs, and I'm feeling like not killing myself. So ashwagandha, if you will. I've been taking some of those Ooh, men's some vitamins. Some of that ashwagandha? Yeah. I went to high school. Oh, with the, I, went to high school I took one of those before a Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> concert. So thank you guys for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Who are the top five Baylor football players in 2023? I uh, do want to get it out there. I did not know until yesterday Baylor has a number 94, wearing number 94, Bo Chow Jin, redshirt junior from Beijing, China. Was no one going to tell me that we have a, a defense of six foot tall, 271 pounds from Beijing, China, Bo Chow Jin on the team? That's the jersey I want now. He is, like, to start off the top five, he's my wild card. You know, I used to get Baylor jerseys before you could, like, buy them as part of NIL. Used to yeah. get them from DH Gate, which I'm sure you've heard of. And the ironic thing here is you could probably get one of his jerseys through that. You could. Yes, which you is basically, I mean, it's just Chinese eBay. Was and people like, oh, uh, but they what? actually make these jerseys in America. They don't. People are like, oh, why is that funny? It's not. It's just badass. We have a guy from Beijing, China on the roster. That is And he's going to kick your football team's butt this year. Number five on the top five Baylor football players right into in it. 2023. Blake's a million shaping for me. Blake cracks the top five. The QB has to. Here's why. Better stats than guys like Max Duggan. The same stats as, oh, you know, a little guy who won a Rose Bowl national championship, Vince Young. Will you? Gosh, where did you get this information? To some of the greats in college football history in his first year starting. He has a had a 72% completion percentage. 72% 72% in 2021, 63% last year, almost 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns. And when healthy, I think Blake Shapin, who embraces adversity, is a top five player on the Baylor roster. Okay. All right. Well, I got to say, Drake, when you gave me this assignment, this was tough. This was tough and not in the good way. Okay. Um, I had a lot of trouble putting this into five and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. I did not have Blake Shapin in my top five. I do not. Wow. Have in my top five. Can you tell me, did you have trouble because there was too much talent or were you finding it to be a little sparse to find five really elite guys? I'll tell you what it was. It's the same problem Baylor's receivers had last year. There's just not a ton of separation. Okay. Last okay. year we, I mean, in most years, to be fair, last year we did this show. We did, I think a top 10, and we had a very clear number one, right? And pretty much a pretty clear number two uh, going into last year with okay. Siaki Ika and then Dylan Clark Doyle. Calvin. Dylan oh. Doyle also up there. Dylan but Doyle. but the, they were like the S tier, right? Yes. And then you had yes. the next tier, which is A, right? And they're they're all pretty pretty good. And this year, you don't really have the S tier yeah. <laughs> preseason. Okay. So okay. I had to do some things with my list. I am high on... What was that thing you were taking at the beginning? <laughs> it's Ashwagandha, non-GMO. Yeah. Non high on that. <laughs> no, I am high on a lot 
of Baylor's transfers this year. And I was thinking about it and I said, you know what? That's not fair. I'm not going to put any transfers in my list. So that may differ from you. And you know, Siaki Eco was a transfer. Yes. Yes. He had already played a season at Baylor. I'm talking about these guys who have not played a snap for Baylor yet. Such as? Such as Dominic Richardson, such as Barrington, either one of them, such as Mike Smith, who we've heard a lot about. Um, The linebacker. Yes. From Liberty. Uh, high on him, Isaiah Dunson, the cornerback. Um, he, he had some hype coming in. Uh, Sawyer Robertson wasn't going to make the list anyway, but he qualifies as the transfer. And so yep. I think probably by the end of the season, we'll be saying a transfer was your best player, but I'm not going to have them. I'm not going to have any transfers on my list. So that said, number five, and this is probably going to be laughed at by the end of the season. That's why I think. There's so little separation that it's going to be someone I don't even have on my list. But number five is Baylor's only preseason All Big Twelve selection, Gabe Hall. Okay, ah, number five. Yes, and I would love to have put him higher. I love Gabe Hall's makeup. He's Andre Ware said that Baylor's a great team coming off the bus, and I guess we're supposed to take that as a compliment. Um, Gabe Hall is right at the front of that, a freak of nature, right? Uh, the closest thing on the football field we've had to Sean Oakman since Sean Oakman in terms yeah. of physique and, and athleticism at that position. That said, we just haven't seen it on a consistent basis. Consistent basis yet. We haven't seen Sean Oakman numbers. We've just seen yeah. Sean Oakman physique. And I'm not saying he's not going to break out this year because I, I, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say he probably will. Um, but that's just such an important position. A guy in the five technique on the edge like that, pass rusher, with a defensive coach, man, that can change a lot of what you do in a good way if you have a guy getting a lot of attention on the edge. So is he important? Yes, he's probably the most important player outside of Blake Shapen to have a good year, but we just haven't seen it consistently enough yet to put him up higher on my list. So I have him at number five, but he's a guy who could easily be number one by the end of the season. Gabe Holt, your number five, Blake Chapin <clears throat> at mine. Nice. Let's go into number four, you first of this top five. Then we'll hit two and three in the second segment. Good call. This is a guy who isn't the most talented, but I absolutely love, and I love the position changes the going one. into this year. Oh, so okay. it's contradictory in that I'm not taking any transfers because we haven't seen how they play for Baylor. And yet yeah. this guy I'm putting at number four is playing a completely different position. And that is Bryson Jackson. Okay. Guy with obviously a ton of experience. I thought he had a good year last year. Um, I love the switch to the star for him, which is what mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be. Um, Al Walcott did fine. I thought at star last year. Uh, it's tough to follow up Jalen Petrie at star. And yeah. you remember Petrie started his career at Baylor as a linebacker. Yes, he did. And so did Bryson Jackson. He started as a D-back like Al Walcott did. And look, if the Mike linebacker is the quarterback of the defense, in Baylor's system, the star is like what the center is to the offense. If the star is going the wrong way, the play is going the wrong way if you're Baylor. And I think it's a guy to have a guy with six years six seasons of experience on your team who's played all over the field defensively yeah um and and is a you know not the biggest guy on the field but is a sure tackler and makes quick decisions uh aggressive football player i love having him at the star and so that's why i have bryson jackson 
at number four. Expected to, uh, expecting his best season. So Gabe Hall at your five, Bryson Jackson at your four, a couple defensive guys. I'm giving my first defender as well at number four. <clears throat> He's the local kid. He's got the coolest father in the world, Tiberius sure John Franklin. Now, look, TJ Franklin's career statistics are not immaculate. He had one and a half sacks last year, a regression from his four sacks in 2021 and one forced fumble. But what has he been the entire offseason? The leader. When Baylor's look to a guy to put in front of the media, to speak to the team, to be the face of the defense, it's mostly been TJ Franklin. They really like the leadership of this guy, and he's had double-digit tackles the last couple of years. He's had a handful of sacks. He's had a couple of pass defle passes deflected on the big defensive he line. He's a big dude. That, yeah. He's a big dude. I think TJ Franklin blows up into an all-Big 12-type player this next year because of the positions Baylor will put him in. They're going to ask him to do a lot. I think TJ Franklin, as old as he is, been around a while, Old going guy. into his fifth year, six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, which is two pounds less than Bo Chow Jin. Just like having that on the record. Yep. I think TJ Franklin rises to the occasion and is a top five player for Baylor football this next season. And I, I hope you're right. I hope he's an all big 12 guy. This was the I don't have him on my list. He was the toughest one to leave off, genuinely. Mm -hmm. And I think what is going to be also beneficial for him is the Jamal, what I call the Jamal Palmer effect. Okay. Jamal Palmer had a great 2015 season because Sean Oakman was on the other side of the line and they paid a lot of attention to him. Gabe Hall is going to be on the other end. And I think that, not that TJ Franklin needs it. Like you said, he's had a good career. Um, but I think that's going to open up even some more space for him. So that was a tough one for me to leave off. Coming up it is number Three, number four here on Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. <clears throat> Let's tell you about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I One of my favorite things that exists in this world are these new vitamins that I've been taking here recently. Uh, big fan, big, big fan. Ashwagandha is one of them. The other one is melatonin. Uh <laughs> Not a vitamin, but it helps me a lot to do stuff. Magnesium as well. None of them compare to LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is where you can go to find the right job. You, you find the right people for your team. I have been looking for an intern. I have. If you want to be my intern, if you live in Waco and you go to Baylor and you want to be an intern, I can do it. I can pay you. 100 bucks. 100 bucks a week. Yeah. It's a lot of bucks a week for a college kid. And I've listed it at LinkedIn Jobs because all you have to do right now is go to the purple hashtag hiring button at LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job on the hiring frame to their LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools, screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates, the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So find the right team member, find the right guy. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college, linkedin.com forward slash locked on college to post your jobs for free. Keep in mind terms and conditions. <clears throat> they do apply. It's a man. All right, Cam, number three on my list. We've yet to have a player overlap. Right. Now we do. That's Gabe fine. Hall at yeah. number three for me. Remember last year we talked about Gabe Hall, Siaki Ika being like the combined size of a grand piano. Yeah. Now this dude is just massive and huge. I didn't feel like we got elite Gabe Hall last season. I, I don't remember Gabe Hall, which again, TJ Franklin syndrome regressed. He had six sacks in 2021, 
four and a half sacks in 2022. He was supposed to be the cleanup man for Siaki Ika. Four and a half sacks is still good. But I think if this defense is going to be elite, they have enough, they have enough pieces after I look at the roster to be maybe to be a top three defense in the Big 12 if Gabe Hall performs Gabe Hall at number three for me. If he's the closer, absolutely. If he's the closer, you're gonna that's gonna that's gonna give you a win or two. Yeah. Like genuinely. That's how important that position is. Dundee SL number three. My number three. Yeah. My number three is a guy who I think will be at Panther Stadium in Midway seeing his alma mater play on September 1st. See his old boy, Jeff Ellison, and the Permian Panther. I'm picking Matt Jones at my number three. A guy I love to watch play football and didn't have the best second half of last year. That's not going to be the last time I say that here in my top five. Um, but as a guy who has shown out for the better part of the last two seasons anyway, um, with some pretty good players around him, he has absolutely held his own. I honestly, I think he's a guy who we'll see on an NFL roster, at least in the preseason next year, whether it's special teams or linebacker. But uh, he's a guy who can chase down guys in the open field. You know, he, he was more athletic than Dylan Doyle, wasn't the hitter that Dylan Doyle was, um, but can play uh, inside, outside linebacker, middle and outside linebacker. Um, I just think he's another guy with a bunch of experience too at that position. He's not changing position this year. Um, he was a tackle machine the first half of last season. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that again. And I think we're going to see him impact games a little bit more. The more that we name these guys, the more I think I could convince myself and others that this Baylor team could be elite. Like that there's, there are some pieces here that it's not a good year for the conference, by the way. No, no, no. And if all goes right. This Baylor squad looks really good. I love that Texas yeah. is picked number one just because they don't do that. They don't really win the league. Um, it's not really in their DNA. They were saying about that about us last year. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, right. behold, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, they were bingo. So my number two is right there with you. It's already been taken off the board, but I'm letting you go number two first. Okay, fine. I got to look it back up. Number two is a guy who... I actually had it number one at first. This was the the first thought I had at number one. And I will admit, I'm a little higher on him than some other people are. It's Monterey Baldwin. Wow, Monterey, number two? Shocking. I know. I know. I just, maybe it's the Troy Brown syndrome in me. I just think he does so much for your team. Um, And he can be such a safety blanket for shaping at quarterback the way tight end has been the last couple of years through a few different quarterbacks. I think Monterey can be that way this year. Um, We saw his route running improve um, towards the back half of last season, even though he's battling through an injury. And I think that with his quickness and getting him the ball any way you can in space, he just makes plays Drake. He just makes plays. So is he, maybe as integral as someone like Matt Jones or, or Bryce Jackson would be in the star on defense. Maybe not, but you've got a suspect wide receiver room this year. You just don't, you, you had it last year too. You really don't know what you have except for Monterey Baldwin. And you know, you have a reliable guy who can outrun just about any defender in the country. Uh, so I would love to see them take some shots with him or just get him the ball any way possible. I said that a bunch last year. Uh, Dave talked about it because I asked the question, no big deal. Um, How versatile he is and how much of a weapon he is takes so much pressure off the weaknesses in your offense. So love Monterey Baldwin. 
number Monterey two. Bald one, yeah. Uh, my number two has already been listed by you, oh, Matt really? Jones, at number two. I think he is the most. Here's a little hint for my number one. I think he's the most crucial player on the defense. I, he is the defensive MVP going into this next season. 43 solo tackles last season. Had two and a half sacks as well. To me, this defense goes as a whole. This defense goes where Matt Jones goes. The defensive line, Gabe and Hall it leads last that year unit. too. It, it did. So the very beginning, you saw Matt Jones be a star. He's a guy who's like, oh, wow, every game, double-digit tackles. He's kind of churning things out. You're like, oh, dude, this Matt Jones guy is leading the team everywhere defensively. That's what he was. He he dealt with some injury issues. He's banged up mm-hmm. over the course of last season. I think he comes back with a healthy year and has a, a junior year Terrell Bernard-like year. I don't know if he'll really get to where Terrell was. That's a lot to ask of somebody, of anybody, right? But I think he gets close because the experience he brings to Baylor. Uh, And and the defense goes, to me, where Matt Jones goes. If he has a solid and consistent year, Baylor's defense is in the top three in the Big 12. If Matt Jones falls apart, Baylor might miss a bowl game. Oof. That's what the floor is. We'll have Oof. that conversation of yeah, seven and four. I actually there is a agree with you floor. there. There is a low floor after six and seven last year. And who said everybody out there was like, Baylor Sheelan's 12 and 0. Not I. And everybody out there is like, Baylor's floor is eight and four. Not I. Some green and gold colored glasses going on Gosh, out there. You're so smart, dude. That's what the dancing king would say. The, dan- the dancing uh, dancing yeah. dude would say that we got to, you know, take the analytics and we got to. Stats. The numbers know, never lie. We got to use those numbers. Scotty's never strayed from that. Coming up next, number one Baylor football player going into 2023 on Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite team every day. All right, number one. I'm I'll go first. We probably have the same, so go ahead. I'll go first. My number one player on the Baylor football team in 2000, and I, here's what's wild, is I I think your number one player is not going to be on my list. Oh, okay. I think the best player, the impact guy, the apex predator of Baylor's 2023 roster, Dominic Richardson, running okay. back. Oklahoma State University. Richardson, 149 carries last year, 543 yards. That's not great. 3.6 yards per carry is not great, but 149 carries is. The dude totes the rock. Eight touchdowns and 220 yards receiving, which I think is cool, but it's six foot tall, 207 pounds. This dude is massive. Look at this. I pulled this up just to prove it. That's a grown-ass man. In front of your that screen. Is a man. If, you, if you were on the Spotify or the Apple podcast, go Google a picture of Dominic Richardson and you'll see like a 30-year-old professional businessman. That's if a, you saw him on campus, you'd say that's a that's a linebacker. 100%. Like that you you'd yeah. say, "Oh, linebacker and he's probably a 7th year." Freak. Yeah. I think Dominic Richardson is going to be a man amongst boys next year for Baylor football. Richard Reese not in my top 5 because I don't think he'll be the feature back. I think Dominic Richardson will be that guy. So this is this is where it gets interesting because all transparency, if I included transfers, Dom Richardson might have also been my number one. Um, and my number one right now, because I, I needed to just tunnel vision, don't overthink it, is Richard Reese. Yeah, okay. Is Richard Reese. And so <clears throat> I, 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 I'm there with you, though. I don't know yeah. what his role is. I, if you 
again, if you put a gun to my head, you've been doing that a lot. Um, if you do that, I'm saying Dom Richardson's your every down back. Um, yeah. And you've been drinking that ashwagandha. And Reese is gonna Reese is gonna get his touches, but I think back to last season, and I just think true freshman just took too many licks last year, just carried the ball too much. And that's why we saw this kind of decline towards the end of the season. There's, you know, a lot of games, a lot of carries, a lot of hits for a 19 year old. And I think to his first six or seven games, he was so impressive. He was so impressive. He was one of the best backs in the big 12. Obviously it was Bijan and everyone else. Um, but he was right up there, man. He was so impressive. Um, he opened up a lot of things for them for, again, just an offense that was never really clicking on all cylinders. He was such a bright spot. And so it, it's weird to say this because he's my number one, but I agree with you in that I, I don't know that he's going to be your feature back, at least not every week, especially because of what Richardson can do in the passing game um, and a guy with a little bit more experience. But I really do think it's going to be almost 50-50 in terms of uh, carries and impact that these two backs are going to have. I think that's obviously going to be the focal point of Baylor's offense. Um, Reese is going to probably, I think, have the best career of the guys that we've listed. Yeah. Um, it might not be this year. That's that's just this, uh, you know, all Big 12 first team type of year. But the the resume he put up that we all saw kind of out of nowhere, those first six or seven games of the season, to me was enough to be like, don't overthink this. Uh, he has played in the system before. He's a guy who's going to still be an impact player no matter what. I have him at number one. I think he's the best. Yeah, you know, I, I like Richard Reese a lot. I just, part of me sees Jeff Grimes and Dave Aranda running him less. He will not get as many carries For this sure, year we'll as he did last year. Yeah. And it's almost going to be an apology year. A, hey, we're sorry for making you do literally everything for the offense last season. They're going to dial it back. His production is going to struggle because of that. He's not going to put up the, what, 14 touchdowns he had last year. Yeah, 14 touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards. I don't see that in the cards for Reese this year because they have Quaylen Jones, because they have Dominic Richardson. They're going to give Reese a break. We've got a couple more Bryce minutes before we get out of here. And they have Bryson Washington, who could be a young star. Like before we hit a break, Cam, your uh, who's your guy that you think could really jump off the page and surprise folks? I I got to do some also receiving votes, which would of course be Shapin yep. and Franklin, as well as um, I mean the transfers go without saying, and then then the tight ends I really like. I've said it before, uh, Drake Dabney yeah. when he comes back 100, percent Jake Roberts, Kelsey Johnson. I'm a big Jake fan Roberts of too. Add Jake that Roberts too. Yeah. So uh, none of those guys really were like standing out above all the rest of the players on the offense. So I don't have them in the top five. And I don't even know if they're sleepers because I just expect them to be really solid. But the sleeper I have beating out Alfonso Allen is a guy who had some moments last year. Uh, Jackie Marshall. Jackie Marshall. Size-wise, I don't know where he lines up, if he's on the line, where he lines up there and what technique. But he made some plays last year. Um, he's a young guy, and I just think he he fits in that mold to to step in and make some plays this year. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's an every passing down kind of guy or what, but I I think Jackie Marshall is out there making an impact for you. Oh my wild card, the guy who's going to impress, jump off the page, Alfonso Allen. Nice, nice, Alfonso nice. Allen. 
I, I, I truly believe he buds into a star that could be all Big 12 caliber as a really young guy still. True freshman last year who made an impact early on. I think Alfonso Allen steps up to be a young leader of the defense. Also, look at a lot of, a lot of the content Baylor pumps out. It can be undervalued. He's at the forefront of it. He is the yeah. character of the defense. Team really likes him. I think he becomes a dude. And there are spots up for grabs, by the way. We have not mentioned a single other defensive back in yeah. all of this. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are, there's opportunities there in the defensive backfield. Well, here's um, wait, when you yeah. say receiving votes. So my five, go through your five, your one through five. All right. So one through five, one was Richard Reese, two Monterey Baldwin, three Matt Jones, four Bryson Jackson, five Gabe Hall. One Dominic Richardson, two Matt Jones, three Gabe, Gabe Hall, four TJ Franklin, five Blake Shapin. Here are players that I wrote down thinking, oh, yeah, you could probably make a reasonable case. Garmin Randolph. Yeah. He actually, he's on my also receiving, too. Yeah, Kelsey Johnson, Alfonso Allen, Jackie Marshall, Jordan Neighbors, Jake Roberts, Jack Stone, the kicker who I think will start this year. Cooper Lands, a sleeper on the defensive line. Richard Reese, Armani Winfield, Monterey Baldwin, Hal oh, Presley. Yeah. This team's kind of loaded. Isaiah Dunson, Keytron Jackson. You're talking Bryson yourself Jackson. into it, man. Carl Williams, the fourth. Anyone? <laughs> Clark that. Barrington, Campbell Barrington, Tate Williams, and Bo Chow Jin. I think this roster is one of the more underrated in the Big 12 right now. There are some names in there. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like two years ago? Mm, perchance. Which means that, that one we were like, yeah, we, we, you know, we know Baylor sucked in 2020. Seven but and five. They had a really four. good defense and. They're bringing a lot of these guys back. I don't know. I feel good about that team. That turned out okay. And, so, and you had the, the home rotation of the schedule. Yes. Yes. Which I'm now hook, line, and sinker for. I resisted that for, for a couple of years. But Home rotation of the yeah, schedule. Yeah. And so this year, Baylor will inevitably win 12 games. Next year, they'll win like five. But that's kind of the nature of the way the schedule's been built. Be a built. fun New Year's, though. And it's what this team has done now. For the last, it's been a point of consistency. It's like, oh yeah, yes, the good year, and then, all right, yeah, we rebuild for a year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the roster is a lot more loaded than we give it credit for. Than I give it credit for. Reading those names off, I got a little tingly. I got a, You're gonna need could, to take some of those pills. Could be the Ashwagandha. Yeah. They got me a little tingly. Oh, uh, I got tingly. Is that Thanks. NorCal Ashwagandha? NorCal. <laughs> it's actually it's uh, just County? south of Rwanda. Oh. Um, Thanks, everybody. Well, you know, it's not Colorado, the growing season. It's, it's <laughs> Locked on Baylor, your first listen every single day. That's, uh, breed, that's Cameron man. Stewart. Go follow him on Twitter at RealCamStewart. I do. am. I might have some uh, things in the works, by the way. I might tweet. Uh, I'm announcing a new job soon. This is Baylor always will be locked on. I'm staying awake. Baylor. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. 